0: what's going on guys it's nick here back with another video we made it Uh, one game left in the season and let's be honest two best teams are left at this point there are a few other teams that i would have been perfectly fine with making it this far but at least in my opinion chiefs eagles two best teams in the league this season so pretty awesome we get a chance to see this matchup also uh, a lot of blowouts this year a lot of blowouts even in the playoffs but The line for this game opened with KC as slight favorites, very quickly bet to the Eagles side. And I think for the last, like, four to five days, it has not moved. One and a half points in favor of the Eagles. We'll see if there's any sort of adjustment, like, on Sunday right before the game. But it seems like this should be a very, very close game, a very, very good game. So pretty excited uh, for that one this week and being the last game of the season you know we need some action on it this week. So I'll be going over my favorite underdog picks with you all in today's video. And I'll also talk about some ways we can be smart about just putting together the best parlays this week just to maximize our upside if different things hit. So sit back, hit the like button, and let's hop into things. First off the bat, I want to quickly go over two lines that are no longer up One, because I want to give my thoughts on those players, and then two, because the lines are still very close to that point, and if they ever go back, I want you guys to be able to see that and take them. Uh, So the first one is Juju over three receptions, and the second is Jerick McKinnon under three and a half receptions. Uh, Juju's now up to three and a half, McKinnon is now down to three, but if they ever get back to those points, I really like them. Um... Juju, obviously, we've talked about probably the past like few months, Eagles, most susceptible to slot wide receivers, very, very good against outside wide receivers, very, very bad against the slot, this is good news for Kelsey, because Kelsey plays in the slot plenty, uh, but good for Kelsey, good for Juju, good for at times, Tony we'll talk about in a second, because it's not like um, you know 100% of their plays are from the same formation, and they're going to rotate wide receivers, it's just that Juju spends the most time in the slot, and he'll be out there more than Tony, so I really like him in this matchup, and I know he's had just a terrible year in regards to, like, what we thought he could have done, but 18 games played this season. He's gone over this eight times. He's pushed, so gotten exactly three, five times, and under five times. So there's still been 13 of 18 games where he has not hit the under, which would obviously lose you the bet. Also, I know he left last last week's game with like the injury him and Tony did. Um they just and Hardman Hardman's not going to be playing this week. He's definitely out. We know Juju's playing, we know Tony's playing, so they're going to be back this week. Um, we don't hundred percent know they're not gonna tell us their full health status, but it seems like given the two weeks uh, and given the reports that we've had from both players this last week, last like the two weeks ago, I guess. So the first week after the game, they didn't really practice. Um, that's a week where you just try and get everyone healthy, everyone rested. This week they've been practicing again, seems like they're gonna be a full go in this game. That's what I'm assuming. But yeah, given the matchup, uh given that. If you can get this at three, because three is such a good push for this one, I really like it. Three and a half, not as in love with it for Juju. And so if you want to still take advantage of this matchup, I've taken the over on 37 and a half receiving yards instead. And I like that more than over at three and a half. I know you're like, well, neck for him to hit. He still needed four. Just because you take the push away at three, I just don't like it as much. The odds that, if Juju can get to four receptions and hit the over on three and a half, the overwhelmingly lucky outcome was that he hit the yards anyways. And since if you take the yards, he could still get lucky and hit for like a 15 or a 20 yard play and maybe hit the over on three. I just think 37 and a half is more likely to hit the over than him getting to four. I hope that makes sense. Just kind of thinking about if he gets the three receptions, I think he can still get to 38 39 receiving yards, whereas if he gets to four, he's probably going to get there anyway. So why not just take the yards? So again, the lean is the yards and not three and a half. But if we see three, take that. Then for McKinnon, uh, it's just like, I don't know. I was surprised. It was definitely narrative was pushing why people thought McKinnon would be good in the playoffs. But everything seemed to indicate that like he was a huge part of the offense. When they would get up, they wouldn't use him as much. But in high leverage situations, when they wanted to throw it, they would use him. But that has not happened in the playoffs. I mean, his target share is way down, losing Pacheco a lot. I believe Clyde's going to play this week, but I mean, let's be honest, he's probably not going to play much, If he, even if he does get any snaps. Uh, he might only see like two touches. Um, but just his involvement is, a guess, a potential that could happen, kind of thrown in there. But under three and a half, I mean, he's been under that in four of the last five weeks. He ran fewer routes than Pacheco last week. If you think about, the last week's game, when again, you've got Juju, Tony, Hardman all being injured. This would be a spot where you're like, if you knew that going into the game, you'd think that McKinnon, and in a close game where like they had to, you know, it wasn't like they won by like 50 and they could just run a ton. I mean, they barely won that game. You would think that McKinnon would have racked up six, seven receptions because they'd be using him a ton, maybe lining him up a wide receiver. That just didn't happen. Again, Pacheco ran more routes than McKinnon last week. So at three and a half, really like the under there. Because it's back to three, I don't like it as much. Um, but if you want to still take advantage of that, I'll talk about at the end of the video. Um, you can just take the yardage under as well. That correlates just as well. If he's not playing as much, not getting his interceptions, well, the yards also won't be there. Uh, so those are the two that aren't up right now, but very well could be when you're watching this. They could still change. How about some lines that are definitely available right now? Uh, One thing I really like to do is looking at discrepancies between sites and then also ones that match my projections. Because if there's a change between sites, but my projections are like, eh, they're both kind of meh, we don't really care about it. But, like, when I see one that's a really good pick on one site, and then you go on over to underdog, and not only is it still a really good pick, but it's an even better value. I usually look at DK because they just see, you know, a lot of the money coming in. Like, that's one you want to attack. When you think it's a good pick on DK, and then it's even better on underdog, you want to attack that. And Kadarius Tony is the one this week that's really fitting in on that. My projections have them at 37 and a half receiving yards in this game. So nothing crazy, right? 37 and a half. That's not anything crazy. Um, DK has them at 26 and a half. They're over under with juice on the overs. I think it's like minus 125 when I last looked. So basically saying like that's the favorite to happen is over. Underdog. Only 22 and a half. And I know that's not a crazy difference, but you almost never see a four-yard difference for uh, receiving. Maybe for like passing because the totals get pretty high. But for receiving, that's a really big difference. And having him, you know, projected 15 yards over this, like he could hit this on two receptions. And we know for a fact he's going to get designed for plays to him he's not going to be on the field a ton and that's going to be a concern when you're watching the game you're going to be like where is Kadarius Tony he doesn't play that much but when he's out there his target share is massive because they put him out there when they're like okay let's get Tony the screen pass let's get this play designed to get him the ball quickly and see what he can do after the catch and so because we just know those are coming we know that he's got some sort of floor for these receptions and yards but also Matchup matters less. We're not, you know, needing Tony to go out there and just shred the Eagles outside cornerbacks, which is not going to happen. He's a good receiver, but he's just not going to do that. And so because that's kind of what you're asking someone like Marquez Valdez-Scantling, like you're asking him to do that if you want his over, he needs to just win with Tony. It's like, well, how much do the outside corners matter on screen passes? It obviously does matter, but matchup matters far less if they're just designing him the ball very very quickly and so with a very low over under with people hesitant to take it because of the injury even though the reports are he's still looking good this week it's just a really really good one to take he's going to get i would say two to three is like a lock now the unfortunate part is Maybe one of those comes on like an end around and we don't get those yards. So if you wanted to take like total yards, that would totally be fine as well. Um, I prefer receiving. I just think that one is a little bit more likely. So definitely take advantage when you get situations like this. Again, it's the best line on underdog getting four yards less than DK. And if you haven't signed up yet for an underdog account, maybe you were looking to bet these on DK and you're like, well... Yeah, I definitely would prefer 22 and a half over 26 and a half. Uh, It's your lucky day. Uh, we've got promo code FFA. Match your first deposit up to $100. That means you can walk into this weekend with a free $100 if you take full advantage of this promo. That's a really, really big hedge to have them just doubling whatever you put in this week. But on top of that, we've got a really, really nice promo this week. They're doing a free square. So starting on Thursday, that's today for me, that's yesterday for you guys, this prop is up there. We got a free square on Jalen Hurts, over 0.5 total yards. So as long as Jalen Hurts has at least one passing or rushing yard, which he's incredibly likely to do, you're going to hit on this prop as long as obviously you you take the over, you're taking the over on 0.5 total yards. So that is an insane special definitely take advantage of that, and this special also is for anyone. So if you're an existing user, you can't take advantage of using promo code FFA, then matching your deposit, you can still take this. It's a free win. Take free wins whenever you can get them. So now we are all deposited. We all have our free square. We all have our Tony, Juju, McKinnon props. What else do we like? Um, I, again, like the over on Miles Sanders rushing prop, uh, it's at sixty and a half and a half this week. I don't think it's going to fluctuate very much. It should finish around 59 and a half to 61 and a half. I'm cool with all of them. I think all of them are fine to take the over. So if it moves a little bit, that's fine. If it goes up to like 65, 66, maybe we hesitate, but in general, it's going to be around 60. I don't really think it's going to change that much from there. Um, and I know he's been frustrating at times this season because you watch the first half of these games and you're like, oh, he's crashing. Like, he's easily going to hit this over. He's going to have, like, 80, 90 rushing yards this game. And then you look at the scored halftime and they're up by 25 and you're like, ah, oh, come on. Like, another game where he's going to have one touch in the second half. They're just going to ride Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell every play because the game's over, right? Why use Miles Sanders? Keep him healthy. And you'd think in the playoffs that wouldn't happen. But in their last two playoff games, they you know they have the bye, then they blow out the Giants, and then they blow out the 49ers. It's just been blowouts, and so we haven't seen it happen. It feels like, you know, I'm a broken record here every week talking about it, but if they can get into a competitive game, Miles Sanders is the guy. He's going to get all of the carries. Not all of the carries, but he's going to get uh, plenty of carries. He's going to hit this over. Far more often than he doesn't, they just can't have a blowout at halftime, which, I mean, if they blow out Kansas City at halftime, it means that Mahomes and Kelsey both got injured very early in the game. Like, it's going to be a close game. And even if it's not, like, you know, a three-point game, Kansas City is not out of it until they're down by 60. Like, there is no chance that they come out of halftime like, well, we're up, you know, 17. Let's start using Gainwell and Boston Scott ahead of Miles Sanders now. They're going to lean on him. There's no game next week. It's all the offseason. They don't need to worry about keeping players fresh and healthy. Sanders is going to get the ball a lot. Now, Some people argue you could use the over on his 13 and a half rush attempts, and I think that's totally fine to use as well. But if you look at his box scores, he's got 10 games this season where he went over 13 and a half carries, and he hit the over on his rushing yards in eight of those 10 games. So, you know, 80% of the time, if he goes over, he's hitting the rushing yards anyways. And it's the same thing that we kind of talked about with um, Juju. It's like, He could still hit the rushing yards over if he doesn't get there on attempts. If he gets to like 12, 13 attempts, he just gets under. I think he can go over on the rushing yards. We know that this is a big advantage game for the offensive line of the Eagles over the defensive line of KC. Um, KC still has a perfectly fine defensive line, but like the Eagles are a mismatch with any team they're going up against. They have the best offensive line in the league. They're going to find success. On the ground, And so just to kind of um, take away from that potential negative, maybe he does get to 13 and you're like, oh, he just missed, but he's at, you know, 65 rushing yards should have taken you over there. Um, If we look at the nine games where he had under 13 and a half attempts, he did go over 60 and a half three times. So there still is a chance he hits that even on on the under there. And so I like taking that. And that sort of brings us to the final section of this video. Uh, Let's be honest, there are millions there are millions of people betting props this weekend so the odds are come sunday most of these lines are going to be very efficient at the very least they're going to be much more efficient than they usually are during the season because more people are betting them right and so while we can find these small edges all the props are listed um, today so far they have an ev around like 10 to 20 percent which is you know makes them really good picks Um, Besides, obviously, the Jalen Hurts free square, that's, you know, like infinity EV, it's going to hit. Um, But all these other props, you know, 10 to 20%. And so they're profitable over time. But on like a one-game sample, obviously anything could happen. So I would say the best advice is instead of worrying about exactly which prompts to take, just make sure your slip tells a story. We went over Miles Sanders. I really do like the Miles Sanders prop. Over 16 and a half rushing yards. Well, for that to hit, we would very much prefer Kansas City does not jump out to a big lead. Because if Kansas City gets up 17 to 3, what does that mean the Eagles are going to do? The Eagles are going to throw the ball at a higher rate. Maybe they're using Kenneth Gainwell more because Kenneth Gainwell is a receiving back. They don't really throw to Miles Sanders at all. And so Sanders will get less opportunity, less chance of hitting. Under that game script... Why would we want to take the Sanders prop and then also take props that indicate that Kansas City is coming out to this big lead? If we're saying, I think Philly opens up with this league, go with that game script. We want the Eagles to be in a close game or to be leading. And so all of the other picks in the slip should be assuming that game script is going to happen. So one example slip could be. Take the free square, Jalen Hurts, over 0.5 total yards. That's one. And then two is obviously the Miles Sanders over 16 and a half rushing yards. Then say, okay, again, I think the Eagles get up in this game. Let's take the underrun Gainwell, right? If Sanders is going off, being used a lot, well, that means that Gainwell isn't. They're not in this trailing script that would get Gainwell receptions. And so take Kenneth Gainwell under 37 and a half total yards. Then you can say, okay, well... What happens on the KC side? Well, they're probably trailing in the game. It doesn't necessarily mean that Mahomes is going to throw for a billion yards, but it means that they're going to lean more pass heavy. And so maybe we take some of these wide receivers that are what we think in good spots, take the over on Tony, and take the over on Juju. There's a 20-to-1 bet that all correlates together under a very specific game script that's the process i think you should kind of have with these picks you know i'm not saying that gainwell is going to have a bad game and so we should just take his under on every slip it's more if you think sanders is hitting well it probably means that gainwell is not hitting and also don't just think about one outcome don't just be like well i think that the eagles win by three here's my slip all my money on that and let's hope that that hits and i win everything right Instead of doing you know everything on one, make multiple slips, multiple parlays under different outcomes. Let's be honest, like many people have no idea what's gonna happen this weekend. We think the game's gonna be close. I think the Eagles win a very close game, but I wouldn't say I'm overly confident in that. I think it's definitely possible that KC is the team that gets up and they're in the positive game script, you know, come the fourth quarter. So why not make you know one slip? Where the Eagles get up, they're winning late. And then another one where KC gets up, they're winning late. If we really don't know which one is going to happen. So, in my opinion, that would look something like this. KC is up late. And then Mahomes, you know, he's still going to be in charge of the offense. He's still going to be used plenty. But they'll lean more run heavy than they would under different game scripts. And so, it'd be more a Pacheco game than a McKinnon game. So, take the over on 64 and a half total yards for Pacheco under on either. If you can get the three and a half receptions, take the under on that. Um, if not, you can take the under and his 45 and a half total yards as well. Both those would work. Just saying Pacheco's use late, not McKinnon. And, you know, the yardage will still correlate there uh, with less usage. Then you look in the Eagles side you're like, okay, well, if they're down, they're probably not running it as much. So now we're not going to use the Miles Sanders prop. We're going to say Devonta Smith over five receptions Dallas Goddard over 48 and a half receiving yards as well I love the spot for both of them especially Goddard is in a really really good spot and then you know if the volume is elevated Devonta Smith and AJ Brown are such key components to the offense and I just think um, the Smith one just comes out a little bit better when you're doing the calculations him at five receptions over on that pretty unlikely in a trailing game script that he's at four or less unless the eagles really fall apart and so if we're already betting that they're down they're trailing late why not take two picks that would be you know really benefiting from that sort of game script um then you know you could really do what you want with the free square to be honest you can either use that make it a 20 to 1 uh you could leave it at four remember if you have four picks in the parlay for underdog use insurance that's how the math works out the only time you're using insurance is if you have four picks don't use it at three don't use it at five um but you know do whatever you want either use the free slip to get this one to 20 to one um use insurance on four or let's be honest we're correlating this right if we're taking the over on devonta smith at five receptions we're taking the over on Dallas Garnett's receiving yards. It probably means that Jalen Hurts is throwing the ball a lot. Maybe you just want to take the over on his 239 and half passing yards. Because again, this is assuming like that line is an average of all outcomes. If you knew they were going to be trailing, that line would be higher. And so if we're assuming that they're trailing, take the over on the line that would be higher if we knew that was going to happen. So that's how I would play this weekend. Again, Don't go all-in on one slip. Think about different ways that this game could play out and create smaller parlays for each individual outcome. Again... All my picks are free on my website, thefansfootballadvice.com. You can see those ordered and which ones I like from most to least. And please remember about this week's promo. It is not often that a site gives you a free over-under of 0.5 total yards for a quarterback. Definitely take advantage of that. And again, if you don't have an underdog account yet and sign up using promo code FFA, they will match your first deposit up to $100, giving you plenty to play around with this weekend so good luck to everyone that my friends is in this one hope you all enjoyed if you did how about hitting the like button and how about subscribing to the channel if you're new here thanks for watching